Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, here we are. We are going through the whole Bible in a year. And we're only in the book of Exodus. How's that going to work? We'll get through there. Today we're in Exodus chapter 4. We're in Exodus chapter 5. We're in Exodus chapter 6. A little bit of chapter 7. So what's going on here? Well, the family of Abraham, back in Genesis chapter 12, God made a promise to him that his name would be great that he would be a blessing, that all of the nations of the earth would be blessed through him, that he would have children. He was an old man. He didn't have any children. God came through with the promise, and as an old man, he had a child. The child's name was Isaac. Well, Isaac had uh, children, and he had a son named Jacob. And Jacob, he had children, so Jacob would have been the grandson. Jacob had some great-grandsons, 12 of them. And what happened with Jacob, who's the descendant of Abraham, who gives Isaac life, and then uh, Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob, and Jacob's name is changed to Israel, so that's going to get a little confusing. Jacob and Israel, same person, okay, called Israel. And so he has uh, 12 kids, and the number 11 and 12 he has in his old age, and he sort of favors those boys. Well, He's living in the land, the land that was promised to Abraham, and a famine comes into the land, and he's all worried that we're not going to make it. But there's food down in Egypt, and his son, number 11 son, is down there in Egypt. He's really essentially ruling the country. He's number two man in the country. Well, the brothers go down there, and they find out that their brother is number two man in the country, and they all come down, and it's a great family reunion. A lot of stuff goes on in between, a lot of drama. But they all come down, big family reunion. They get to live in the land of Goshen. And wow, it's, it's a miracle what God has done. Well, 400 years go by. They never went back. They were going to go back after the famine. 400 years go by. There arose a new Pharaoh who didn't know anything about Joseph. And he thought, these guys are dangerous. There's hundreds of thousands of these. And if our enemies attack us, they're going to join our enemies. And they will uh, come against us. So we need to do something. And his solution was he made them slaves. The Israelites were slaves. The children of Abraham were slaves in Egypt 400 years later. What it says in Exodus is that they began to cry out to God. And it said that God heard them. And the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he answered. And he's going to deliver them. And he's going to deliver them through this guy Moses, who the Pharaoh had said that all of the boys in Egypt were supposed to die. Well, his mother wouldn't kill him. She put him in the river and Pharaoh's daughter rescues him and he really becomes the prince, the prince of Egypt, prince in Egypt. Well, long story short, he gets messes up and he's now running away from Pharaoh. And he's out in the wilderness and he's living out there and he has a new family. And God speaks to him in his old age, speaks to him when he's 80 years old and tells him to go back into Egypt and to free all of those slaves, free my people. And there we pick up in chapter 4. And it says, Moses said, what if they don't believe me? You want me to go back and tell Pharaoh to free these people? What if they don't believe me? What if the people don't believe me? And they say, the Lord didn't appear to you. Uh, th then the Lord said to him, then what's that in your hand? And he said, it's a stick, a staff. He said, throw it on the ground. And he threw it on the ground and it became a snake. And Moses ran away from it. And then the Lord said, reach out your hand and pick it up by the tail. Picked it up, took hold of it, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. And the Lord said, so this is so that they might believe 
that the Lord, the God of their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to you. And then he said, put your hand in your cloak. And he did. And he put his hand in. And when he took it out, it was leprous, white as snow. And he put it in again. It was all clean. So God gives him these signs. And he says, I'll be with you with signs and wonders and miracles and deliver these people. And Moses is like, I'm going back to Egypt. I'm going to go back and be the deliverer I always wanted to be and set these people free. Well, he goes there and he tells Pharaoh, let these people go. Pharaoh's like, what? I'm going to let these people go. In fact, chapter 5, what he does, he says, rather than letting them go, he said, I'm going to work them even harder. You come to me with this nonsense about letting them go. What's going to go on? He said, I want them to continue to make bricks, but now they're going to make bricks with, without straw. And boy, now it's a mess. Seems like that Moses made everything worse for everybody. Rather than it getting better, it just got worse. And now they have to work harder and they have to make bricks without straw, but they have to keep producing. And man, they're like, what's going on? Well, chapter six of Exodus, God promises he's going to deliver them. And he's going to deliver them through Moses. He's going to use Moses. And then Moses and his brother, his brother Aaron. He's going to use his brother Aaron. So... Pharaoh is working them hard. The people are like, what in the world are you doing? And God says, go, you go see Pharaoh. We're going to do some, some signs and some wonders and some miracles. So Moses goes in to see Pharaoh and he throws that stick down, turns it into a snake. And what does it say happened? It says the same thing. They did the same thing. They threw it down and theirs became a snake. Well, are there going to be any other things. Well, there are lots of plagues. God's going to bring these plagues on the gods of Egypt. He's going to bring a plague of blood. He's going to bring a plague of frogs. He's going to bring a plague of gnats. He's going to bring a plague of flies. He's going to bring a, a plague of on the livestock, plague of boils, and then hail, and then locusts are going to come in, and then darkness is going to cover the all of Egypt. But God's going to be there with his people. And then what God tells him is that there's going to be one final plague. Because Pharaoh keeps being like, I don't care. You know, you can do all this stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to let these people go. And Moses said, you know what? There will be one more. After Pharaoh said to him, get out of here. Get out of here. Never come in here again. Well, one more plague. And the plague is going to be that the avenging angel, the angel of death, is going to come into Egypt and is going to take the life of every firstborn in Egypt. But the Israelites, the Israelites, they can avoid this plague. And the way that they can avoid this plague is through the blood of the innocent lamb. God will save them through the blood of an innocent lamb. And so what they're to do is they're to gather together and to find a lamb, they're to find a lamb without blemish. I'm telling you, the lamb is Jesus. We'll get ahead of the story. Jesus, the lamb without blemish. And they're to take that innocent uh, lamb. Jesus is the innocent lamb. And they're to take that lamb and they're to slay that lamb. Jesus died on the cross for us and shed his blood. And then they're to take the blood of that lamb and they're to put it three times on their doorpost. Well, Jesus, he shed his blood for us. He put his hands up and his feet in, in those three places. And so there's the three places of blood. 
And, and, and God said, what's going to happen is you need to have faith to do this. And then bring people into your household and bring your neighbor into your household and bring your family into your household because judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. Wrath is coming. The wrath of God is coming into the land. But if you have the blood on your door, then when I come in with the wrath, with the judgment, if I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you. And that's why they call it the Passover. That's why they call it the Passover. Because if I see the blood, I will pass over you. Now it's by faith that they take this lamb, this innocent lamb. And it's by faith that they put the blood on the door. And it's by faith that they believe God will do what God said he would do and that he would rescue them. And what he said you needed to do is you needed to gird up your loins. They would wear these long things that looked like robes, right? And they'd have a little belt. And what you would do when you were walking around or working, you would pull that, you would pull up your garment and you'd fold it over your belt so that you had your legs are free so that you can walk. And he said, when you eat this, you need to gird up your loins. You need to be ready to get out of there. So when the angel of death comes and passes over them, everybody else, there's death coming, not for them, because he's going to pass over them. And when that happens, what you need to do is you need to begin to walk. You need to walk out of this old slavery. You need to walk out of this old life. You need to walk away from Pharaoh and you need to start walking into the new life. Well, that's exactly what happened to us. The Lamb of God, the innocent Lamb of God, shed his blood for us that if we trusted in him, that when judgment came, the judgment of God, uh, he would pass over us. The judgment for our sin, he will pass over us. And when we come and we believe by faith the blood of the lamb applied to our doorposts, then we get out and we move as fast as we can. We get out of the old life. We get out of the slavery. We get away from Pharaoh. We get away from the sin and we move towards the new life. And we will pick up in our next study of Exodus, moving towards the new life. And what does it look like? What does it look like once you're delivered? What does it look like once you're free? What happens then? Right. We'll see you next. Book of Exodus. Love you guys.